Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. You can check out more quick take reviews, live stream uh, video, as well as more at the YouTube channel. But wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Google, Spotify, Good Pods, be sure to subscribe, rate and review, and... Uh, share the episodes wherever you can and every little bit helps as far as getting more people to the podcast you can also check us out at patreon.com backslash sonic cinema there you will get early access to reviews uh exclusive series like leaving the collection and life soundtrack which is for the easy riders raging bull tier um my oscar nomination reactions as well as film festival uh, short film block uh, coverage. And that is at patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. The Patreon is actually a good place to end the introduction in particular today because Patreon subscribers have actually had access to this since 2019. And it is, a, is an interview and discussion I had with my mother, Victoria Scuttle, um, in December of 2018. I'd wanted to have her on the podcast for a while, but it just, she never, I, I could never really get her over to uh, talk about movies. But I was able to in December of 2018. And uh, it's it's melancholy for several reasons, because I, I always love the discussions I had with my mother about movies, and she's the reason you're listening to this. Uh, in a very real way. She helped uh, nurture my creative side, and my creative side is where I get that, and she's the reason I am as creative as I am, and I get my creativity from her. But I also get my love of movies from her, and there are some movies that she introduced me to me as a kid that I still love. And uh, uh, you've, you've heard me talk about some of those before, uh, especially on my 40 films that shaped my first 40 years episode back in 2017. And also uh, moving forward, there are going to be some of those movies I talk about here and elsewhere as well. This was not as in-depth a movie discussion as I hoped. And part of the reason is because of the fact that this was in the... Uh, early time before we had her dementia diagnosed. And uh, you can kind of tell the way she goes off subject to a certain extent and has it sometimes feels like pulling teeth to get her to uh, talk about movies and stuff like that, and specific movies. But I think you find when you do listen to this, and I almost didn't, uh, I almost was worried that this would be unusable in its uh, original form, but as I edited it, I found that it was something that could be heard and could give you insight into her and the way she thinks and the way she feels, uh, the way she felt about movies, what appealed to her about movies, what made movies special to her. I, I think that comes through in this discussion. I shared a little bit of it uh, in 2021 after she first went into assisted living, and I'm sharing the rest of it now. Uh, I've been kind of holding off on doing that, but I, I want to get it out there. But there have been some health issues with my mom beyond her dementia, the past few months that made me realize that this might be the time to share this. So if this is your first time uh, at the podcast because you're wanting to listen to this episode, I thank you for listening. If it isn't, I hope this gives you some insight, not just into the person who inspired me to be the person I am today as far as a critic and composer, but into uh, the way movies and 
life really uh, really resonates with me. And I I hope you will uh, enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy listening back to it. Today I'm very pleased to be joined with um, with my mother Victoria Scuttle, and uh, the reason you're listening to this in kind of every way is due to her. She is basically been ground zero as far as my movie love over the years and uh is is really the reason I started doing uh music and recording in general as well. So uh I'm I'm pleased to have her on and uh discuss uh her life and her movie the movies that mean the most to her. So please welcome me Please uh, welcome my mother, Victoria Skull, to the uh, podcast. Hello. Um, I think the before we get into the movies, the first thing that I want to, uh, I it's it's been mentioned a couple of times on the podcast uh, in relation to at least one specific movie uh, that you were an extra in, uh, Scream Two, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to. Uh, just before we start talking about movies in particular, uh, what got you interested in uh, acting? I had uh, done plays with a theater company in Ohio, and I had uh, done some other uh, theater company-type stuff, and so I just was always um, a person who liked live theater and and television. Of course, I was born into television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was like, yes, television and movies. And my parents uh, were... Uh, fond of movies and that's how I ended up going to movies and and becoming a person who appreciated and loved all kinds of movies. What were some of your first uh, real memories as far as specific movies and just the, the type of movies that resonated with you when you were growing up? Well, uh, we saw everything. Um, When we uh, moved to Kentucky, obviously it was like 3,000 people were in the town. Mm -hmm. So we had one theater in the town, and we had a courtyard, uh, you know, a square, and, and all of that. And so... Movies uh, were very well Mm -hmm. attended because there wasn't a lot to do. Right. Except for roller skating. (laughs) Roller skating in Kentucky was the thing, and I loved it. And so (laughs) that was the thing that, that that section of my life yeah, made a huge difference mm-hmm. because it was a small town and uh, it was hard. My mother actually, I didn't know this for a long time, my mother actually, when we moved out of Benton, Kentucky, uh, my mother <laughs> gave me a Valium because of the fact that I was so messed up mm. because... You knew everybody, and I was in the in crowd, you know? I mean, it was just traumatic to come yeah. to Ohio. And so that was a, a thing that shaped my life mm-hmm. for a long time. Well, yeah, and I, I know, like, like, like with you, as far as uh, moving from Kentucky to Ohio, I know when we first moved down to... Georgia, I I wasn't that, it wasn't that bad for me, but it was that bad for me because of the fact that it's like, it was Mm -hmm. the life that I knew. Yeah. And, uh, 
I I mean I I remember we uh, we went to movies often. I mean I and it's weird because I'm I'm listening to this one podcast now, A's All Over, where they're going through the '80s one month at a time, and they're talking about all the movies, basically every movie, every major movie that came out each month, and it's. It's interesting to me, as much as I love movies, and I think I've always enjoyed movies, there's a lot that is... My movie-watching experiences, like, I didn't have a lot of truly formative ones as a kid. I mean, there were some that I remember, to be sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... You know, it's like I remember mm. going to the drive-in every once in a while in Ravenna. And, uh, you know, you, you told me about when we went to go see E.T. for the first time. And the <laughs> the first time that um, E.T. and Elliot fly, yeah. like, I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so, we didn't even know <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah, so the second... So when they ha- when it happens at the end, it's like, oh my word! Yeah, because that wasn't at the drive-in. That was at that was, the theater. Yeah, that was in the theater. Yes. Um, and then the <laughs> the first the first movie going experience I really vividly remember is opening day of Return of the Jedi, and I remember it because of the fact that the projectionists couldn't get it right. They mm. they couldn't get it on screen properly. Oh, and let's see if we can get Ben do out of. Yeah, you know you do. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But what's funny that that's that's the most, that was the first real movie-going experience I remembered was Return of the Jedi, and I was six at the time. Yeah. Like, and, (laughs) but it was so memorable because of the projection issue, so I, I think that's kind of why when I went to the theater industry myself, projection really... I was interested in projection because mm-hmm. of the fact that that uh, I was fascinated by you know how the movies get on screen, and um, but yeah, it's like I I didn't necessarily I don't know that I necessarily had a normal childhood when it came to watching movies. Like when it came to Disney, I didn't have that formative experience the way a lot of kids had. Well, I'll tell you the <laughs> truth. When it comes to Disney, I just don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Because Looney Tunes is the epitome Mm -hmm. of, oh, the richness of that franchise has just been, for me, it's like, because... Mickey Mouse is like nothing. Who cares? I I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. But you get <laughs> Marvin the Martian on there and you get, you know, all these and so it's just like, oh my god, it's Looney Tunes is the best cartoon because of the fact that they are the ones that have the richness and the smartness, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, love it. And 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 the fact that better is that makes a lot of sense because of the fact that it's like it it really when you think about your sensibility when when I think about your sense of humor, it absolutely makes sense that Looney Tunes is such a formative part of that. And I mean that was that was something that was passed on to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean. There were also, you know, and there was also movies that you passed on to me that had that same mm-hmm. irreverent, sarcastic sense of humor. And yeah. when I did my list of uh, last year, when I turned 40, of the 40 movies that really defined my first 40 years, two of the films I had to include were uh, Young Frankenstein. And Arsenic and Old Lake, which were two movies that I definitely watched when I was kids. And it was because of the fact that those movies those movies contributed yes. Frank Capra's Arsenic and Old Lake. Just and watched were, it and it was those, black and white. <laughs> none of that crap. 
coloring it up. Yeah. And it's like I just watched it the other day. And the fact of it is, before I forget, Cary Grant, mm-hmm. best ever. Best movies, best um, best actor. Oh, my gosh. There isn't anybody that was better mm-hmm. than uh, him. Yeah. It just, it doesn't happen. And so I was watching Houseboat, and I was watching, uh, whatchamacallit? <laughs> What's the other one? I was just watching Arsenic and Old Lace and, and all of that. Yeah. And it's like, and then, oh, charades, you know. Yes. And I just have to have those movies because of the fact that there just isn't anybody better. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, it's so sad when you see, I watched, because I don't know how it got on the television because of the fact that I yeah. don't know what my television is doing at any given time. But I watched Meet Joe Black. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long is that freaking movie? I'm fairly certain it's 14 hours. It seems it, it, like It feels like 14 hours. Ever. And it's just <laughs> not worth it. My life should have been should have been doing something else at the time well, well but it's it's funny that you bring up meet joe black because of the fact that it, this last month actually was like the 20th anniversary after the first teaser for the fan menace came out and the movie we went to go see that had that movie that trailer on there was Meet Joe Black. Oh, God. And so it's like, that's my main reason <laughs> I remember watching Meet Joe Black in theaters is because it had the Fan Menace trailer on it. And that and that movie, I watched the whole darn <clears throat> thing, and it's like, I was so glad it was <laughs> over. It <Yeah>. just <laughs> isn't worth <clears throat> it. But Philadelphia Story... Mm-hmm. Have you seen all of Philadelphia Story? I hate to admit it, I cannot say that I've seen all of Philadelphia Story. That's a that's a movie yeah. that yeah, you have to yeah. see because it was uh a different uh, mm-hmm. such a different venue because of its time. Yeah. And uh it was just the best and you know Harry Grant and what's her face? What is her Catherine face? Catherine Hepburn. Thank you. Yeah. And Jimmy <laughs> Stewart was in it as well. He was. And yep. that's the thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know. And it was just uh, one of those things that, oh, if you're going to see something, you got to see this. Mm-hmm. Because it is a time period and a social uh, situation that was never played out in any other venue because mm-hmm. of the time, because of the era, and because of the situation. Yeah. And it's like, it was a totally different time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that, that was it. But, uh, all right, going to say this before I forget. Okay. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and over, over, overboard. overboard. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And I watched this thing with Kurt Russell as Santa Claus mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. And um. And at the end of it, here he is with his elves in this in his place Mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that and you see the back of a woman's form and she was mrs claus oh wow i didn't know i hadn't heard that yet and it was like i hadn't heard that yet that that means it was so yeah i i need to i need to so (laughs) terrific 
And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I just love those two. And yeah. I just love them. And the original Overboard is really good. And you I, realize, we, 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 we actually own the, we, we actually own Overboard, so. Okay. And, and the original, okay, the one that I just saw, Houseboat. Yes. With Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's just a classic, and it's wonderful, because, you know, it was just one of those heartwarming, mm -hmm. you know, there isn't anything better than a good darn love story movie. Yeah. And it, it was really terrific. And Cary Grant and Sophia Loren, that's <laughs> not some... People yeah. that you would think of, but oh my God, mm -hmm. she, she was darn good, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And and while we're still talking about Cary Grant, I mean, this a lot of this came up because of Arch Naked No Lace. Yep. But I also know that you're, if, I believe it's still your favorite movie of all time. I can't imagine it will change much over the years, is North by Northwest. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I haven't watched it uh, in this, but yeah. it's going to come mm -hmm. up because there is no better movie than North by mm -hmm. Northwest. It To me, it is the definitive movie mm -hmm. because you just don't have a clue what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just the best movie. I think that that movie is the best of any. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's top of the list. You, you can you can definitely make a case for it. I mean, as 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 a fan of Hitchcock, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's like his that film covers a lot of genres. It covers. It covers spy, you have action set pieces, you have suspense set pieces, you have romance with Harry Grant and Eva Marie Saint, you mm -hmm. have detective movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it it has, it practically has everything. It, ha it. it does. It, it has everything. And, and I think that is uh, my favorite as far as the definitive movie. Yeah. That's it. Because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. You don't have a clue. And it's so original. Mm -hmm. So original. Nothing like it. Uh, thank God for color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this movie, Black Earth and White. Don't yeah. even bother with trying to color that up. Because I don't even think you can find the colorized the good colorized because versions. You should, I, I think they you should never I, I think find they it. I think they got rid of those exactly like two decades ago. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you can find them anymore. Okay. Because they so, were so misguided. So one of the other favorites is The Fifth Element. You with, got by it. Luc Besson. You got it. It it is one of those who the hell knows what's going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's just wonderful. So I'm so glad that I have it on, you know, what can you call it? Yeah. And I know it's little, but so rough. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Christmas movies of all so time. So rough. <laughs> It is, mm -hmm. and of course, not necessarily uh, Keanu Reeves. However, this is mm -hmm. warm bodies. Yeah, nothing like it. Mm -hmm. Nothing like it. So I got me some. Broken Arrow mm -hmm. and Wild Hogs and mm -hmm. you know there's just movies that you have to have 
But um, I'll tell you, when I was watching, um, I don't know, I don't know when it was. It wasn't that long ago. When I was watching, <laughs> oh God, what is it? Oh, Blazing Saddles. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And and you know, Spaceballs. It you know, it's like oh God, mm-hmm. you know, Mel Brooks. There's nobody better. Yeah. Nobody. And uh, Kurt Russell is the epitome of so much mm-hmm. joy and so much, you know, he he just was. And dang, you know. Well, he still is. I mean, it, it's a credit to, it's a credit to Kurt Russell that he's, Still relevant. I mean that that oh, that yeah. Christmas movie just came out last month on Netflix, and yeah. I mean he's he's still he's still relevant to a lot of people. He still is an icon for a lot of people. He rightfully is. so. Well, he's been. You know, I saw him when he was a youngster. Yeah. You know, and and I remembered him from ages. You mm-hmm. know, so. That was uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, was part of my childhood, actually. And so he's he's been there for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I really do love Overboard. Yeah. I really do. (laughs) Goldie Hawn is like, Mm -hmm. huh? You know? And it's like, oh, God, I love that movie, and I love them. And, And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's real important, but uh, this is the end of the sixth happiness was probably my childhood cry your eyes out because it was pretty much a uh, true story. Yeah. And that's the thing that blows you away because of the fact that if it's just somebody making stuff up, that's one thing. But damn, this really Mm -hmm. happened. And it was... So to me, this this film was one of those films that I can never, ever um, get rid of. Because mm-hmm. I just absolutely love the story and the whole thing, you know. For people who aren't aware, what is the end of the sixth happiness about? The end of the sixth happiness is about a woman who uh, wasn't good enough to be a uh, what do you call that? Nobody would support her going to China and being a, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so anyway, so she did it on her own, okay? And uh, and so she just got caught up in all the stuff that was going along, uh, going, happening at the same time in China. Mm-hmm. And so she was... A missionary and uh, oh my god I mean first of all we should just watch the damn thing yeah because it's ridiculous <laughs> and and you have to see it to understand it and mm-hmm. understand the timing yeah this is when uh, women in China uh, had had to bind their feet Mm-hmm. You know what that is? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nasty. So that's why uh, I say, yeah, seeing this this movie is is a legacy that never would have happened if I hadn't seen this movie when mm-hmm. I was young. Yeah. And it it introduced you to a different culture mm-hmm. and it 
introduced you to a fantastic woman who, against all odds, did things that, damn, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Nobody else <laughs> would have done it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I like the, you and I see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually watched it, uh, I actually borrowed it last year and watched it for uh, my movie a week section on Sonic Cinema. And yeah, I was, I, I saw immediately why it resonated with you. Yeah. Because, I mean, and it's got Ingrid Bergman in it. She's in the lead. And uh, yeah, I, I, I completely, Jergens. yeah, and I completely understand why it, resonated with you because it was just uh it was a true story and it was a bit it okay all right here we go i have to speak for my mother okay (laughs) since i was in the sound of music Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) my mother hated the sound of music, okay? Mm -hmm. And the fact that she actually went to see the play (laughs) because I was in it was a big deal. Yeah. Because (laughs) he hated the sound of music. (laughs) And so it was like, this is just one of those things where you know, climb every mountain, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> it was just too, maybe it was too Catholic for her. Maybe it was just too Catholic for her. Mm. Or it was just too, I don't know. She just hated it. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was like, it was like uh, so, you know, here Climb every mountain. So anyway, so the end of the sixth happiness is is the film that is kind of an anti sounded music. Yeah. Because this was just one freaking woman. Yeah. It wasn't a bunch of nuns. It was one freaking woman. And she changed so mm-hmm. much and did so much. And it's like, yeah, all these uh, films are just like, yeah, you got to have them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cary Grant and, and uh, there's just nobody better than Cary Grant. So yeah. that's, that's the definitive actor as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. but philadelphia story you say you saw it i've not you... seen it no i've not seen it okay no i i you, no it's 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 somewhere so on the list where but can we get it that's actually a good question i'm not sure where it's available i'm sure it's oh it's got to be available oh i'm sure I it is i, I have just, it i just I, I don't know no i know we don't have it yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I, I, I know it's available somewhere. I just don't know where. So anyway, sin, in of the six happiness mm-hmm. uh, was my epitome mm-hmm. of, you know, what a good, great, true story mm-hmm. was could be. Yeah. And so everything after that was just. Mm-hmm. You know, um, different. So that is my absolute uh, thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, going back to going back to theater for a little bit, and your your history in theater. Yeah. I I know, and this this will tie tie into movies because this is, and I've I know I think I have talked about this on the podcast before, but I know I've mentioned in my review of the actual movie, without question, one of the most formative moments I think I've ever had in watching fiction play out is when, and I don't remember how old I was, when you took me to a production of Wait Until Dark. 
Oh yeah, that <laughs> was wasn't that wasn't that in. Um, uh, it was in Ohio. I it know was that. in Ohio, I, and that was downtown in yeah. Ohio, and that was uh, yeah, that was live theater. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was scary. That <laughs> that ending, which everybody knows if you've seen the movie, but uh, needless, the movie the movie with Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin is fantastic. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same impact as it did in the theater because. It, Basically, mm-hmm. I won't. I won't Scary spoil it. Shit. But needless <laughs> to say, I was traumatized <laughs> watching that. I don't know <laughs> how old were you I, at the time. I, well, I mean, it was in Ohio, so I had to be like no, no older than ten. Oh, and the thing of it I is, mean, we I were was, really close in that yeah. theater. I mean, yeah. we were close to the stage. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how close, but boy, it seemed like we. But yeah, were really when when that close. when that moment came up, it's like <laughs> scared I, the crap. I, I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears watching at the end of that movie, at the end of that play. It was, it was, yeah, it was. If you haven't seen the movie, the movie's the movie's quite good, but it just doesn't do that live performance but justice. It never. No, like, it can't do it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it just doesn't work the same on film because it's like you you know that you know, it, especially yeah. if you're familiar with as many tricks of the trade when it comes to thrillers and genre and suspense. Well, also because of the fact that live is different than film. Well, night just and the thing is, is it's it's weird because. Uh, Meredith and I, uh, last year, we went to a performance of Phantom, yeah, the musical on, yeah. at the Fox Theater. I had seen like all of the major film versions of yeah. that story. I had seen the mm-hmm. adaptation of the musical. I had seen the Lon Chaney one. I had seen the Claude Rains one. That story just kind of bounced off me. Like, yeah. I was not, like, it just didn't yeah. really do anything Now, to me. see, what you said and right there yeah. was you had been into the actual movies that had had that. Yeah. And, and so it was a different experience. Uh, mm-hmm. And it it can't it, be. It was not the same. But no, watching the musical live, it really it made me appreciate that musical all the more. Yeah. With how it ended up playing, how it played out. I mean, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. It was just that live setting that had the impact. And I mean, that's that's one of the things where it's like, as much as I love movies and I adore movies, the movies that are great are great for reasons mm-hmm. in how they make you feel and how they make you uh, see the world. There's something about live performances just it takes it to another level, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was it. And so yeah, I mean, wait until dark was one of those things oh, where God. it's like I and, and you know the thing is it's the like shit out of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get scared at horror movies. Like I really don't get scared at horror movies. Yeah. There are movies I'll, I'll jump during yeah. movies, uh-huh. but it. But it's funny because that brings me to probably one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments of all time watching a movie with you was when we went to see Jurassic Park on opening day. And it was a packed house. The moment. Where they're in the kitchen with the raptors. Somebody is like walking in the row behind us and they brushed up against your hair. <laughs> scared you <laughs> to death. It's like, I don't remember that. Oh, I do. Oh my god. I do. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, it's it's again, it's but I mean that's oh, an example gosh. of how yeah. how like real life can really be brought into the movie going experience <laughs> and really affect how you look at a movie. And uh 
yeah i mean I, so that that was but that was something that i definitely needed i i wanted to bring up the wait until dark thing because it's like that's one the most formative moments I think I ever had watching fiction is just how how traumatized I was watching that moment, and uh, yeah. yeah, it just the way it impacted mm. me. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's one of those things where you know, and I'm I'm glad this is part of the reason why I was glad that wanted to have you on here because of the fact that you're going to bring up movies that have an impact for you that are not necessarily going to be brought up by the same people that I've talked to. They're going to bring up movies that are important to them. And I mean, they're closer yeah. to my age. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's going to be the movies that I've grown up watching. Well, see, the thing so. of it is, it's like, um, all right. Now, of course, I can't remember the movies that I'm thinking of because of the fact that The Blob. Mm -hmm. uh, the Blob was in color, and yeah. it was a cool, cool, <laughs> cool movie. Yeah. Just a cool movie. But there was another movie... Later on, and now, if you think I can remember what it was, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just know that um, when I was, you know, young in, in Kentucky, and I was sitting on the right side, because we had one theater. Yeah. That was yeah. it. So it was packed. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was sitting on the, you know, aisle, and uh, Joe Miller, who was in my class, <laughs> while I was watching this scary movie, he he came and brushed up on me, <laughs> and I screamed the shit. <laughs> just, just like crazy because uh, it was that scary yeah. you know and I remember when my girlfriend and I were uh, watching one of the movies one of the scary movies and she and I pulled our jackets up over like this because we didn't yeah. want to see it and everything and it's just, so it's like uh, movies have always been so freaking important to my mm -hmm. life and it's like uh being in a stage show is one thing you know but to be in a screen it, it, having a screen in front of you mm -hmm. that makes you feel yeah not not disconnected at all. You mm -hmm. are are in with the drama and the thing and the th whole thing, you know. And it's like, wow, you know, yeah. there's just nothing like it. And so, um, that's why, you know, I can't believe I spent how many hours with meet Joe Black. I mean yeah, like, it was it was Bleh. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh crap, why did I do this? You know, it just mm -hmm. isn't important. Yeah. And it's like And it, I don't even you know, and the thing is it's like at that point, like I was seeing plenty of movies by myself. So it's like I'm yeah. I'm curious why we ended up watching that movie together. I mean I think it was just because of the fact that it's like yeah, maybe. But the thing is, it's like, it's not like you were, cause it, it's not like you were a big fan of Brad Pitt. So it's like, it's not like, oh, I have to see it because Brad okay, Pitt. Okay, I did him, like but, his hair. But the fact that matter, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you weren't over the moon with with over him the way no. other people were, no. or the way you are about yeah. other people, mm -hmm. and it's like. 
it it so it it kind of baffles me that like we ended up seeing that movie together. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to See, me just, just seeing it on my own and seeing what I thought of it. But well, with so much shit on my screen, uh, that I just don't care about. Yeah, and uh, that's what's frustrating to me because it's like, uh, give me something I want to see. Not, I, I, I want to see something, you know, and <coughs> you know, uh, but. It's, it, but I want to see something good. I yeah. want to see something. Eh, who cares, you know? But um, yeah. So all of that is uh, a part of it because of the fact that, like I said, the blob and um, I feel like it was a Frankenstein hmm. movie too. There was a Frankenstein movie and. And that's what made me jump like crazy. Yeah. But yep, you saw the the uh, the fly the the fly. I know I've seen the <coughs> original from fly. The, exactly. Yeah, I, I've seen the Vincent Price one. It's, yeah, it's been a and long that, time. Since that I've seen stuff it, was yeah. was yeah. Uh, really cool. Mm-hmm. And and so that stuff. Is there's just nothing like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. There's just, in other words, I am a unique individual because of what I've seen mm-hmm. and what I've experienced. Yeah. And the people who absolutely dismiss movies and television Mm -hmm. and stuff and it's like you're such an idiot (laughs) I'm sorry but you're such an idiot this is a huge huge society that grew up with the movies and mm-hmm. grew up with uh, going to drive-in theaters and you know stuff like that and it's like wow you know you just uh, I don't really respect people <laughs> who are or so stupid that they don't get it I I just I think that's what it is it's like. Uh, you and I are never going to be buddies because you don't get it. Mm-hmm. I I grew up with the blob and yeah, yeah this and that. And oh my God, don't even try to uh, tell me because you're just not right. And <laughs> also it's like, You know, you know how I am about worrying about I, who being specific about this or that that is to me important. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Cary Grant. You know, and and stuff like that. And it's like it's like just because I watch movies and you know stuff like that doesn't mean that I will watch any movie yeah anytime and waste my time on stuff that doesn't matter to me yeah that's all there is to it so it's like you know Jay and Silent Bob I mean <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, but you know, Jay and Silent Bob, and so you know, I just don't know. But um, I can't remember. Yeah, and you brought Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I can't remember. It it's weird because I remember us starting to watch that together. Yeah, back when it was on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. 
I can't remember why we started watching it. I mean, it was just one of those things where it's like, I think we just started to watch it and then just kind of I don't know when, went from there. Uh, I, I really can't remember yeah. either. And the thing of it is, it's like now the, the most recent thing was Doug McClure and it's like, okay, that wasn't a great movie yeah it's just that i kind of you know when you've got something that uh you're you're familiar with yeah um yeah it it just makes a a difference because you're just like well i like the year yeah Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen all of the uh, new episodes. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to those yet. Yeah. Um, I do need to because I, you know, and it it's weird because Mystery Science Theater is one of those things where it's like I I think that's that's something that's completely informed how I look at films, and it's completely it's something that's completely informed how I write about films because and, it's also a a wonderful look at crap. Yeah. <laughs> and and how bad crap can be. Yeah. Without even trying. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, oh God, what a waste of time that was. You know. Yeah. But it's like, uh, but it's also like, oh, you know, this this movie was just. Great and yeah. great. Uh-uh. That just because <laughs> you think it was great doesn't mean I think it was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm older than you, and I have seen a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I like a lot of good stuff. And this is one of my earliest, earliest uh, uh Films, mm-hmm. and that's because of the fact that it was so long ago, and it was <coughs> such a fantastic, mostly true story. Yeah, you know, it was it was real instead of being made up or anything, and so it's like this woman really existed, mm-hmm. and so it's like it just opens everything up to you saying. Jesus Christ, I can't believe she did that. Mm-hmm. And, wow, that's impressive, you know. Yeah. And I'm never going to do that because I still have salon puffs for my knees because my knees are... Getting, getting, back, to the, uh, getting back to the topic of... Movies. We we've talked a little bit about uh, some some of uh, the movies that you love watching over the years and stuff like that. One one topic that I I wanted to see if you could go a little bit on the record from because it is something that I've talked about on a couple of previous uh, podcasts when it comes to horror movies mm-hmm. was. Um, when I was unhealthily obsessed with the Friday Thirteenth movies oh. as a kid, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I I just wanted to let you be able to sort of put in your own words what was about that that really I couldn't care less. Okay, I I don't remember I, I don't... caring at all about that. <laughs> you did, and it was because of well, it was it wasn't necessarily so much because of the content was because I think it was because of the fact that I mean it was partially because of the content because Jason's one of those you know those killers that just doesn't die yeah and that was something that uh made you uncomfortable with and you know but also the idea that I was like sort of scribbling like my own little stories on mm-hmm. it doing like my mm-hmm. basically early fan fiction of mm-hmm. like Friday 13th or yeah. 13 and 14 and mm-hmm. not realizing that would actually get up to that high 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something that yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, I wasn't and sure see, if you were necessarily. That's, that's something that um, I just. Because I know you did have an issue with it. With I just me really being didn't obsessed with that. Yeah, it was. It was just like. Because the fact that I had seen so many good movies mm -hmm. about um, the occult or the the, yeah. the the scare stuff, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff probably means that I was just uh, hmm, a little bit elitist about the fact that no. There's good stuff, and then there's crap. <laughs> there's good stuff, and then there's yeah. crap. And this is just kind of creepy, and it's kind of not maybe healthy. But well, I, it didn't help it. that it was ten at the time. Yeah. yeah. So that didn't help that it was ten at that the might time. Might have had something. To um, do with it. and I mean the fact of matter is, looking at it now, it's like you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You were you were right in your you yeah. Know, alarm and yeah. uh not being comfortable with that i completely understand that but i know it's been it's been a couple of years since we've actually seen a movie in theaters together yeah um what are some of your favorite recent movies movies that like you well the ones you, that the only ones that i really see are the ones that are on television yeah you know uh, God, I don't even, I can't even think of anything at this time, you know, um, <laughs> you gotta give me something, cause I don't know. I know, um, I know, uh, Wally's one that you're particularly fond of. Oh, God, yes. Yes, I will mm -hmm. always, Wally is, is my absolute favorite mm -hmm. yeah yeah i have to say that yeah that is and i just absolutely adore it yeah yeah i know uh one that both of us were a little perplexed by at first but i know we've both i believe we both grown fond of was a uh, cloud atlas as well oh yeah i when when that's on um i i watch it yeah and and it's really yeah it was a big deal because didn't we see that in the theater yeah. at yeah we, the other we, corner we, around the corner no we we saw that at amc we we saw really? that at barrett commons yeah huh we saw that at barrett commons what the hell did we see it? What's my call? So part. Oh God! I'm trying to think of the last thing we did see in part twelve. Mm. I know one of the first things we saw there was a uh, tombstone when it first came out, and that was Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Oh, that has been. Cause mm -hmm. see, I'm I was, you know, I'm, I'm in the area of Blazing Saddles, yeah. so it's like, yeah. that's that's who I am, mm -hmm. you know, with it's like Mel Brooks and, and Blazing Saddles yeah. and, you know, stuff, it just isn't anything, uh, I just absolutely love mm -hmm. that movie. I mean, oh, those, are the, those are the two recent ones that I know you have particular affinity for. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it's like, I know you watch, you watch more TV now than you do movies. I mean, Actually, like I, I don't. So it's been. Actually, I don't. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, well, my comfort zone is, uh, Frasier. Yeah. And, you know, and stuff like that. And then, like I said, you know, uh, 
the mystery science theater stuff. Sometimes that's mm -hmm. on, so I watch that, you know. But I've got so much crap on my screen. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care about that. I don't care about this. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, one of the things was that I did that Kurt, I, I watched that Kurt Russell Christmas yeah. thing. And it wasn't that great, but I I still, you mm -hmm. know, love Kurt Russell and so, you know, yeah. that's a that's a thing. And um I tell you, Amy Acker had a Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on the way up. Oh yeah. And uh I was uh Yeah. I was really surprised about that and mm -hmm. I was like I miss community but <laughs> I mean it's right there. Yeah. Where I can see it, if I want to see it at any given time, it mm -hmm. just kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I think. Well, I know, I know, community was definitely a big one for you in particular, oh, God, but both yeah. of us after uh, oh, yeah. Dad died. I mean, that's that's when you started watching it. That's when you Did I? you picked up on it. You started watching it was uh, after he died, and huh. I, I I think you just. Found it one day. Anyway, okay. But yeah, I know you watch you you started watching Community. Um, I mean, I think that's I, something you just I found. I just adore and uh, Joel. Yeah, I do. I don't even know what the hell he's doing. I don't know what he's doing right now. I I do just have the Community things right yeah. there on my uh, mm -hmm. just few feet away everything but uh well thank you very much for uh doing this today well i'm i'm glad we were I able to talk a bit well, about movies anytime and... that i can talk about movies that was my mother vicky scuttle uh talking about her life talking about movies as much as we could and i i'm so grateful for her for being the mother she was, she and she is, and she's still she's still around. But it's you you just don't know at the at this point in life where things are going to go, and uh, that's part of the reason why I chose this time to release this episode. But um, and if you know what's going on with that, you know. But I wanted to get it out there, and I think it's important for her to, to for her, to have her voice be part of this podcast. It was always an important thing for me. Uh, I wish we could have talked about more. I wish we could have talked about um, movies like Twelve Monkeys, which she we both kind of were perplexed going out of the movie, and then ended up loving it. We didn't talk about movies like What's Up Doc or Pillow Talk. Uh, some of the movies she loved growing up, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And, uh, you know, it's funny, the movies that she likes now, the, the TV that she likes now, she likes Community. Uh, that was a big comfort show for her after my father died. And... That's when we started to watch it, and she just absolutely loved it. And so, thankfully, that's on Netflix, so whenever I go and I'm leaving after a visit, I will put Community on because it's easy for... It's something that she enjoys, and something that will continue. Um, we loved uh, Santa Clarita Diet, and uh, really, she was really upset when that wasn't continuing um new modern movies the new movies the last movie we saw in theaters was toy story 4 together uh and uh i talked about a little that a little bit in a uh review quick take review about toy story 4 and uh i'm i'm kind of glad that that was the last one because of the fact that it's that's a movie it's about saying goodbye to a part a portion of your life in a very big way and i i love that that ended up being 
the last movie we saw in theaters. Now she wants to watch stuff that she's familiar with. Uh, we watched stuff like Air Force One, like The Firm. I can get with What's Up Dawkin, Romancing the Stone. Life as We Know It is a movie that really connects, that she really connects with. And there are so many more. And uh, you, I've got I've got a list up on Letterbox about uh, <coughs> some of the movies I will always identify with her, and um, it's it's a pretty comprehensive list, and some of them are just from the past few years. You know, this is this has been a journey, and I will always be grateful for her being a part of that journey, and. Thank you very much for uh, taking in this episode, this special episode of the Sonic Cinema Podcast. Uh, we will get back to some regular programming uh, back in March, where I will cover Renegade Film Festival. I'll be talking again with Amanda Spears on the Oscars, and I will have a first-time guest. We're going to be talking about one of the great screen icons and her Oscar-nominated performances. This year is going to be as jam-packed with great stuff as last year was. I We've got a really good start so far, and I'm really looking forward to continuing. Check us out at patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. Check out my music at Bandcamp. My, mu- my mother even plays on some of the pieces, and uh, I'm going to share a song as part of the end credits here. Uh on this episode of the podcast that she came up with. And uh, you can also uh, please, again, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as check for reviews and more at www.sonic-cinema.com. Thank you very much. It's over, all over. It's time to go home. It's over, all over. So please leave the dome. The game was exciting. It was thrilling and fun. But it's over.